Ooh, we've got an upgrade this week. There's a Beyonce song called Upgrade You, but I will not break our listeners' ears by singing to them. You're welcome. All right. We'll just do the intro music. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Three Speech, the entertainment podcast that also follows the rule of three. It's two friends, three topics, unlimited pop culture. I'm your host, Jamie. And I'm your host, Alin. And this week we are going to be talking about, we've got three biggies on the big three. We've got the first season of Netflix's sci-fi Mark Miller adaption, Jupiter's Legacy, We've got the last three episodes of season one, part one of HBO's The Nevers. And we have another Netflix um, movie this time, a uh, zombie movie, Army of the Dead. Uh, as a reminder, um, Alina and I are not entertainment professionals, and thus we will likely make some mistakes. And also there will be spoilers during the show, so please be aware of that. How you doing, Alin? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. How about you? Doing good. We um we have moved recording into uh, Discord this week, so uh, we heard that uh, if you're going to be recording with two people who are not in the same room together, Discord is actually a better option than um, Skype, which is what we were using before. So we now have a three speech Discord server and. Um, we're using recording bot and his name is Craig, which is hilarious yes. to me. And I, uh, I want it to be and, like uh, uh, we're recording like our uh, my favorite murder with Karen and Georgia. And like Craig is our Steven. So we just yell at Craig all of the time until we can get like a real intern to do Wouldn't things it be for funny us. If their Steven wasn't even real, like if it was also <laughs> a bot. It's true. <laughs> what if it was? How would they we just, know? Like, they just yell at him all the time. They're like, Steven! That's that's my <laughs> that's my Georgia impression. If you're listening, ladies, love you. Love you. Yeah. They're the best. Yeah, yeah for sure. They're awesome. Um, all right. So we've got um we've got like three trailers for the little three today. Um we're we're trailer heavy today. Uh, so I want to start with the trailer for the weirdest movie that I well, Oh, you know what? I can't even say that because the Green Knight is definitely going to be weirder than this one. But <laughs> this is a weirdie. It's called Awake. Um, and and so the basic plot that seems to be behind this trailer is twofold. So one, something happens, something, something, space, comets, I don't know, satellites falling from the sky, and then all electronics stop working. So like power goes out and cars stop running and... I'm assuming cell phones don't work, although they didn't explicitly show that in the trailer. And then if that wasn't bad enough, simultaneously, nobody can sleep anymore. Correct. Yeah. And so the trailer is like, you basically have five days to fix this and before everybody will die. Right. Yeah. Because it goes sleep. It goes through all of the different stages of sleep deprivation. And... You know, uh, it stars Gina Rodriguez, who I didn't watch this show. Not my cup of tea, but I know that she was on Jane the Virgin on the oh, CW. Oh, yeah, not mine either. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, she's been nominated for Golden Globes for it and everything, so she's she's a known known quantity. But her daughter is the only one who can sleep, and that's like the big thing. Yeah, like, and I have to admit that I'm I'm not necessarily 100% sold on this for two reasons. And one is I don't know how you tie together the lack of sleep and the electronics all going out. Like that seems right. like two extremely different things to me. And then two, there's this really dramatic scene in the trailer where um the the military is like uh, trying to arrest all these people for so or shoot them, I don't know, right? And the little girl is like, "I can sleep." And she, and she just kept repeating it over and over again. And I'm like, yeah. "I guess that's like a big deal cuz she's playing that card right up front." Um, yeah. But, so you know, I yeah, I don't know. It is it is what it is. But, you mean, know what? I'll watch yeah. it. It it Yeah, I will too. It's only an hour and 36 minutes. That's nothing. That's yeah. a little bit of a day. Right. We're, we're totally doing this one because it might be one of those things where we either come back and we're both like, well, you know what? Kudos, movie. We are pleasantly surprised. Or we come back and we're going to say, you know what? We were totally right about this trash and then it'll still be fun no matter what. So, you know, it'll happen. It'll happen. It, it definitely, yeah. it looks like it's a little interesting concept. I'd like to see if and how the electronics shutting down has anything to do with the ability to sleep. If there is any connection at all, or if it's just a way for us to get into the movie by being like, oh, I wonder if they're going to explain it. And then they right. never do. Right, but, right. That's the thing. That's my curiosity is, are they going to explain this or are they just going to be like, mm, something happened, aliens, I don't know. And I'm looking at the, the list of the cast listing on IMDb. And I mean, it has Jennifer Jason Lee in it, Francis Fisher. It also features uh, Finn Jones, who forever ruined Iron Fist. Thanks for nothing. Oh, God. Um, that yeah, that guy? guy. That oh. guy. So, I mean, there's oh. a lot of people. Oh, there's Gil Bellows from, he was on Ally McBeal. He was Billy on Ally McBeal. So there are a lot of recognizable people people in the movie so but fingers as crossed. we will see later with army of the dead that doesn't oh, mean anything that's true that's true <laughs> that's oh that's so true yeah yeah but we'll it, it, it was um do, yeah, do you it was, see in the release date do you see a release um date? i feel like i saw that it was like june okay so coming uh june 9th june 9th okay all right so that's not it's far. come that's not yeah far. it's coming up that's so weird they're releasing it on a wednesday whatever netflix <laughs> messing yeah, with me they're like we'll it. just do whatever we want now yeah dance. i mean not it's everything like, has to be on a friday they're like dance monkeys dance if we release it on a wednesday <laughs> drop everything that you're doing and watch it on a wednesday you know or don't we don't care <laughs> and yeah. then you'll feel bad when you look and it's number one in the top 10 and you're like oh should i watch oh, it? i should have watched that i should have watched it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's what All i feel right. like Netflix okay so is... so awake that's... awake yeah i'm awake awake I with am... no cars and electricity yes hmm that sounds all right so moving on to the realm of even weirder than that now, and I do Elaine, have what to do say, you know about A24? <laughs> so I have to say, because you did tell me that this was going to be a weird adaptation. And I watched the trailer and it seemed 
pretty straightforward to me. Like, he's going to go and complete a quest and there's going to be obstacles in his way. But you have told me that this is going to be something insane. Yeah, okay. So what we're talking about here is the Green Knight, which is based on a oh, I don't know, 13th century novella called Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. It's a oh, so it just story. <laughs> it just happened? Oh, yeah, it's fairly yeah, recent. You know, yeah, spoiler okay. alert, if you haven't read this. <laughs> it's based I mean, on a video game. Okay, yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's done by A24. I actually want to start with A24. Do you know anything about A24, Alin? I, I, know they, I know they release a lot of independent yeah films. and like weird independent this is the midsummer studio oh okay did you see mid uh yeah oh did i did you see summer oh i i did and did it's you one survive? of those yeah it's one of those movies i will never watch again like i watched it and i'm good exactly you will never oh i'm watch looking it, it up oh i okay so i'm looking it up Here oh they also did hereditary which hereditary is one. yeah oh oh yeah um, the lighthouse did you haven't seen the light i, I actually haven't seen, seen the lighthouse i know you beat me you saw a movie but okay so they did the witch which i saw oh the witch was awesome that might be yeah. my favorite one by them they've done oh they did ladybird mm. so oh x mac and a moonlight oh yeah so this is like these are oscar worthy nominated pictures um, yes, but some of that, but they they don't my with with a twenty four they don't shy away from anything, right? They don't shy away from anything. No. So I think the best thing is to understand what Sir Gawain and the Green Knight was actually about. So this is my English teacher, real fast spark note interpretation of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. Okay. Um, I never taught it. I never dared. Uh, I had a I had a friend who I I used to work with. If she's listening, hi Kayla. She taught it, brave, brave soul. Um, I would never touch this with a ten foot pole. And it's funny too because uh, Kayla and I both taught Romeo and Juliet to eighth graders the same year, and we both decided you don't teach Romeo and Juliet to eighth graders the same <laughs> year. And what was really funny was our both of the ways that we handled it, where Kayla was like, "Oh my God, how did you handle it when?" so and so made this sexual reference or this rape joke you know how did you explain it to the eighth graders i'm like are you kidding me i glossed right over it and didn't even bother and she's like you didn't explain it i'm like hell no i didn't explain the rape joke to eighth graders <laughs> you're like i have a line and that is the line okay they don't need yep. to know anything yep, yep. more than that they can google it that's what the internet's for Exactly. So they still got everything out of it that they needed to get out of it without me explaining all the sexual innuendo. So anyway, here's here's what happens in Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. Are you ready? Ready. So King Arthur and all of his knights are sitting around the table and uh, this this green knight walks in randomly uninvited and he's like this monster looking tree man thing. I don't know. He doesn't look like a normal person. And he walks up to the table and he says... I dare anyone at this table to take a swing at me with your sword, except one year later, I will be able to take the same swing at you with my sword. Because this sounds like a fun game. And right. they can't just play chess or anything. They have to, like, hack at each other with swords. So King Arthur is like, sure, I'll take a swing at this random person who just invited himself into my hallway and maybe kill him. What the hell? And, and everybody's like, okay, cool. It's on. And then 
Sir Gawain stands up and says, no, my lord, you cannot do this because what if you happen to get hurt or break a pinky nail? I don't know. It would be horrible. Let me do it for you. <laughs> so Sir Gawain goes up to the Green Knight, takes a swing right at his neck, chops his head clean off, falls on the floor. And then the Green Knight picks his head up, holds it under his shoulder, walks out and says, I'll see you in a year. And Sir Gawain realizes he's been tricked because who would think that when a weird looking tree man comes in and challenges you to such a fun game? It looks so like Groot, now it looks Sir like Groot's evil, evil uncle or something. That's what I thought when I saw it. Groot. Yeah, it's Gort. Yeah. It's, it's Groot. like the one they don't. Because when I saw it, I was like, that's I, it's the same thing. I was like, that's weird. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so Sir Gawain, you know, a year, you can, almost a year goes by and he's like, oh no, my life is over. I have to go on this journey because, you know, honor and stuff. So he goes on this journey to go seek out the Green Knight and get his head chopped off because, you know, honor. So yeah. <laughs> he it's starts on fair. this journey and it's only fair, really. Um, so he starts on this journey and I don't remember a lot of the stuff that happens before he gets to the castle. I'm sure there's some stuff that happens, you know, metaphors and symbolism and stuff. So he eventually gets to this castle and there's this king in this castle or this lord in this castle and he's like, oh, Lord Knight, please, um, you should stay with us a while and rest yourself from your long journey. And also my wife is here and she's very hot and sir gawain is like sure let's do that <laughs> and the next day the lord is like hey let's play a fun game because these always work out for you um i'm gonna go hunting today and i will give you everything that i get when i go hunting and you're gonna stay in the castle and you will give me everything you get from staying in the castle because this makes a lot of sense and so sir gawain is like yeah sure let's play this fun game because fun games always work out in my favor and <laughs> so the lord goes out and he goes hunting and he finds a pheasant or something and he kills it and brings it back and he presents that to Gawain. And when Gawain was alone in the castle, the hot lady, wife, queen, lady, whatever, came on to him and kissed him. And he was like, oh, no, no, my honor. And so when the Lord came back, the Lord was like, well, what did you get in the castle today? Here's this pheasant. And, and Gawain was like, I got a kiss. And so he kisses the dude. Not Whoa. lying, not making this up. Oh. Right. Like, I... Right. That's so the weird, next day, weird turn. The, the, okay. Yeah. So the next day, the guy goes, um, well, I'm going to go out hunting again. Let's play the same game. And Gawain's like, okay, sure, whatever. And so the Lord goes out hunting and he, you know, bags like a deer or something and he brings that home. And while Gawain is like sitting around the castle eating grapes or something, his the hot lady wife comes on to him again and gives him two kisses this time and then he's like oh no my honor oh no no you can't no 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 more no more of this and so then the lord comes home and he's like here i got this deer and Gawain's like i got two kisses today and he kisses the dude twice so then you can kind of see where this is going maybe perhaps i don't know maybe oh, not. anyway uh, oh so the third th <laughs> no 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 don't go too far so okay. the third day rolls around and then and the guy goes out the guy goes out again to go hunting and he gets something, I don't know, boar, I don't know, right? And then Gawain is sitting around the castle and one more time the wife tries to seduce him and gives him three kisses this time, but then she also gives him a magical belt that makes you invincible to death. So when the not Lord where, comes not where back- where I thought it was going, but okay. Right. <laughs> and it's funny too, because in the, in the book, I think they translate it into girdle which is a weird word for the translation that I had at least because a girdle in like the old times is those like 
Do you ever see like a lady wearing a dress and she's got like a belt on and it has a loop on one end and then she loops the end of the other end of the belt through the loop and pulls it and then the chain sort of hangs in front of her? That's yeah. a good Yeah. Yeah. Also, like <laughs> also known as Spanx today, kids. Like it sucks everything oh, in. Sh- no, no, not that type of girdle. No, oh. this, is the, this is the problem in that. Yeah, no, it's not. It's like, imagine a medieval dress and you pull a very loose chain around your waist and on one end there's a loop and you thread the chain through the loop and it just hangs in the front. Oh. So like, a, it's decorative. Do you know what I mean? It serves no purpose. It's not. Yes, it's just decorative. Okay. So, and I, and I always thought girdle was such a weird translation in the in the thing that I had because you're going to think Spanx, right? But it's not. It's like a decorative belt that goes around the front of a medieval dress. So it's but on anyway, the outside. It's on the outside of the dress. Exactly. Oh, because you think girdle exactly. and you think hot, you know, under a dress. But okay, yeah, now no. Nope. Yeah. All right, sorry, sorry, guys. I needed to know what that was. Now I'm picturing it. Yeah, no, me. and sorry. and this is where I'm trying to explain it, but this is where visuals would come in real handy. But if you Google like medieval girdle, you'll probably see what I'm talking about. But um, anyway, so when the Lord comes back and he presents Gawain the boar. Gawain gives him three kisses, but doesn't give him the belt. Hmm. So after that, Gawain has to go face the Green Knight again, and he puts this belt on, and he goes up to the Green Knight, and the Green Knight takes a swing at him, and it, like, from what I remember, it cuts him, but it doesn't kill him. And then the Green Knight turns into that lord from the castle, and he is like, you were almost 100% honorable. You gave me everything that you got in the castle. You fended um. off my hot wife, but you didn't give me the girdle. Thus, you got injured. If you had given me the girdle, then you would have been 100% saved. But you you played the game, but you cheated a little. So that's why I injured you. And that's it. End of story. Honor. <laughs> oh, Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, in in my line of work, I would have called this unfilmable. Uh, <laughs> and I, I really don't know what A24 is going to do with it. Are they going to leave in the gay? Because that would be cool. I think they should. Are they going to like... I, I, I just don't know, Alin. I just don't know. <laughs> no, and I mean, watching it, I was like, all right. Looked very like King Arthur. You know, he's going to go and, you know, he looks very concerned. Um, yes. Obviously, yeah, he, you know, it's just like one of those things where, um, does, did his mom play any part in it? Because the actress who's in it, I'm assuming, is going to be his mother based on what I've seen her in before. Well,. I'm not going to lie. It's been a long time since I've read this. Um, I don't remember there being a mother. It doesn't mean there isn't. It doesn't. They could be adding stuff in. Like they could be adding in like a Morgan Le Fay kind of stand in uh, in order to kind of tie it back into more well-known Arthurian legends. Um, But some of that could be in the original. I need Kayla to help me out here because she's read it within the last five years and I have not. No, Um, because the the actress who's in it, her name um, is Sarita Chowdhury. I could be pronouncing this completely incorrectly, but she's one of these actresses that are kind of 
everywhere. Like she was in Homeland for a good five years. She was in um, Jessica Jones for an episode. She was in Little Fires Everywhere. She's just one of these actresses. She was in The Hunger Games. Like she's been in a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And she is from, um, you know, she is from India. And I'm sorry, she's actually from London. But she is of, um, you know, Pakistani descent. And but that would make having, sense considering who they cast as Right, that's Sir what I was, Gawain. yeah. So Dev Patel, who's also of, um, you know, in, I'm not Middle sure if he's Eastern. Pakistan. Yeah, Middle Asian. Eastern descent. Yeah, Asian descent. But I mean, that's just what I thought. I was like, oh, she must yeah. play his mom. Unless they're doing something weird like they're making the Lord and the Lady of the Castle like older people. Do you know what I mean? And she kind of comes on to him as an older lady. Do you know what I mean? Like they could do that. I don't know. But yeah, anyway, um, I'm really curious what they're going to do with this uh with this story because it's it's one of those stories where like it was written so long ago that it's not really about the plot it's everything is symbolic and metaphorical and honor 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 you know and it's just it it's not it's just it's does it like you in order to make to bring that into the modern era you either have to go full-on weird and embrace the weird 100% and just be like, hey, we just filmed a metaphor, basically. Enjoy. Or you have to change things quite dramatically, you know, uh, to make it like a real Arthurian quest. Because um, it's not like the Holy Grail, you know? It's it's different. <laughs> I mean, it just kind of reminds me of, like, Beowulf. Remember when that came out? Like, the... It was like the an animated cartoon. One? Yeah, it was like an yeah. animated... I remember because I had read Beowulf closer in time to when that movie came out, I was like, how are they going to film this? Yeah. And they did it, and they did a thing, and good for them, but yeah. it wasn't very it wasn't very compelling. It was... I, I, yeah. You know. See, that's the thing. When your whole thing is a metaphor, you know, it's it's tough to... to when you're telling that story, you know, you're you're meant to like talk to people and be like, do you see why this is happening? Do you see why he got injured? Do you see why honor is so important and not lying? You know, and it, it's all about, I mean, all this stuff was teaching, you know, the teaching through stories. And um, it's not like a, it's not like a true Arthurian quest, you know, where you're going out and getting the object and coming back. It's it's a personal narrative. It's a journey of self-discovery and honor and whatever. I'm going to say honor and, some more. But- so I'm just <laughs> I'm just looking and it's like it says it's based on Sir Gawain and the Green Knight by anonymous. So like we don't even know who wrote this? No, because a lot of those tales are oral traditions. Do you know what I mean? So Yeah. It's it's not like La Morte de Arthur where somebody kind of took it all together and wrote it down and you know what I mean and we have we have like a a more a more romanticized version of it. Nobody wanted this one. <laughs> it's just from the old 13th century oral tradition, I suppose. <laughs> and I'm looking so looking at the IMDb page, it comes out July 30th. But mm-hmm. I'm not sure where, in what manner. Redbox? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's going to play 
in the theaters. I don't know if it's going to yeah, be available I, for, you know, streaming at home. Yeah, I have to find a way to see this. I just really need to know. You know what I mean? I just really need to know. What... <laughs> Promise. Well, maybe just, maybe at that point, you know, you'll be you'll you're you'll be fully vaccinated. You'll be done. We have a really cool point. drive-in near us too that oh, does that's modern cool. movies. Yeah. Um, we're sort of kicking around the idea of maybe seeing Black Widow at this drive-in oh, or something cool. else. Yeah, because I know there's yeah. some drive-ins around here, and that's kind of how I'm thinking I might see, we're going to talk about it later, A Quiet Place 2. Yeah, um, A Quiet Place 2, yeah. Yeah, because... Yeah. That'd be a good drive-in movie. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too, but it bums me out because they have two screens. One screen's playing um, Quiet Place 2, the other screen is playing Cruella at the same time. And I was like, ah, oh, I would have liked to see the two of them together just because they're two new movies. Yeah, but they but they broke even if you're apart. not super interested, it's just something different, you know, that we've right. been able to do for a while. Exactly, and it's cheaper than renting both of them. Mm. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but mm. okay, yeah. Well, moving on, uh, let's do Loki real fast because uh, that one took a while, but it was well deserved, and now everybody <laughs> knows the tale. The rousing tale of Sir you, Gawain and the Green Knight. You've been waiting for this. You've been waiting for this. It's all <laughs> pent up. It was pent up excitement and energy and, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Loki? Loki! <laughs> so um, this one's real fast. I mean, sure, everybody has seen the whole the whole uh, Loki. You know, there's been other trailers out and everything. Right. But basically the one that we wanted to bring up really quickly for our little three was they actually did like a recap trailer that was actually pretty well done. It's roughly 30 seconds long. It's what worth watching where basically Tom Hiddleston recaps the story of Loki on Fast Forward so that you understand how the heck he's still alive would be exactly <laughs> why I think that's why they did it. Cause I think a lot of people were be wait, 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 wait. I know he because died. yeah. Cause you go back to the beginning of uh infinity war, right? We're going, yeah. Infinity war. And he's yeah. pretty conclusively killed at that point. Yes. It's, it's a fairly done deal, but what you learn by watching the Loki recap trailer is that this is basically a, a different Loki when in Endgame, the time travel shenanigans are going on, it, a, a minor mistake is made mm -hmm. involving Hulk and many others um, that allows Loki, when he was in custody, I believe for stealing the Tesseract, Correct. to re-steal the Tesseract and take off. <laughs> yes. And he disappeared. We forget about that because there's so many other things going on yes. in the movie. Mm -hmm. But Marvel is so, way smarter than we are. And they knew they were doing yeah. this television show. And they knew they needed to explain it. And it, I think yeah. it's great. I, I, like Tom, yeah. I like Tom Hiddleston. I love him with his real accent. So yeah, I'm very excited about I hope Loki. he gets to... I hope he gets to wear awesome suits again because his suit in, oh God, it was the first Avengers, right? Yeah, the first Avengers. Man, I still remember that suit. He was looking good. He's, he's very good looking. I wish they would just like, yeah. I hate the greasy black hair. That's the one yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Clean like, it up. He, yeah, he's very, very like underneath that wig. He's he's a good looking guy. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and I'm mm-hmm. just really excited about um, Owen Wilson returning to television. <laughs> you know that I've had, or just c- returning to acting. You know that I've loved him for like. 20 years so what we're gonna have to do is we're gonna have to play the loki drinking game okay and every time owen wilson says wow (laughs) okay that's Uh, the deal he's not a very deep actor (laughs) all right he's you know he's he's a great he's He's, written he's a great writer he's co-written many many of the uh and I will never forget. We're gonna get a little teary eyed here. Bottle uh, yep, bottle <laughs> rocket. And then for my birthday one year, you printed out the script of Rushmore for me, oh, which was yeah. one. Uh, and you put it in a binder, and I still have it because Rushmore. I just wouldn't shut up talking about it. And mm-hmm. you knew how much I love that movie. I still do. I still. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a tester. If I'm like dating someone and we watch Rushmore and they don't find it funny, I don't know. Like that's a deal breaker for me. <laughs> like it's kind that's of funny. like, ooh, okay, I'm gonna have to reevaluate this. But mm. yeah, so very excited about Owen Wilson. Very mm. excited, as well as the entire series. This is kind of the one I was looking forward to. Obviously, you know, WandaVision turned out to be a lot better than I was thinking it was gonna be. Always looking forward to Falcon and Winter Soldier, but I think... Yeah, that was my biggie. But, like, Loki is just going to be so playful. Mm. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So, looking forward to that. They're releasing it, what, on a Wednesday? They're releasing it, like, a day earlier than they were going to? Yeah, because reasons. Yeah, I'm like, oh, is it going to be, like, a week or... No, it's a day early. Thanks. It's fine. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, I'll take it. Like I said, dance, monkey, dance. Like, well, all right, Disney, exactly. I'll be there. They, yep. they control, yep, yep. The streaming services control everything. Pretty much. Man. Mm. All right. Should we move on to the big three? The big three. Okay. So um, we're going to start with Jupiter's Legacy. Is that okay? Let's do it. Yeah. Mark Mark Miller. Um, Mark okay, Miller. Okay, so we mentioned this a I know you mentioned this a little bit last week. Uh, okay, so here. Okay, <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like let, here's let the thing. me yeah he, let me re re you know it's like who okay how to explain this yeah okay so here we go. Um, when I first watched this, like the first maybe two two episodes ish, I really wasn't into it um, at first. And I'm going to tell you like the main reason why I wasn't into it because it's super shallow and stupid. But the main reason why I wasn't into it is the costumes are so hokey that I was just like, I can't take anyone seriously. I don't understand what's happening with these costumes. Everybody looks like a joke. This looks like worse than like, like it kind of reminded me of the boys, but the boys is ironic. It's a parody. parody. Right. And this is, this is not parody. (laughs) Um, This is serious and they look like a parody and it really took me way longer than I expected to get over that. (laughs) I really wasn't over it by the end. I still hate all their costumes. I kept, my brain kept thinking parody. And the show kept first two episodes. I started to really find it a lot more watchable and um, um the main reason for that was interesting 
was the backstory 20s and I think early 1930s where they go to the island and they gather them and they got to start the challenges and get the super and You can clearly money has, and she because she was the one who stopped them all fighting at the end. Remember, because they were going to tear each other apart, and she was the one who yeah, was like, like wait, wait, hey, wait, 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 look at everybody else did the same let's thing. Let's think of this in a different way. Knock it off. So that was the first thing that really drew me in, and then the the second thing that really drew me in was the debate that they focused on as to whether or not superheroes should kill, and I find that a very interesting conversation because. There have been plenty of times where I have had this conversation with people, usually my husband, about whether or not the world would have been a better place if Batman had just freaking killed the Joker and been done with it and not let him escape 6, 8, 10, 20 times to the detriment of many, many, many other mm. lives. So the argument as to whether or not superheroes should kill is a very interesting argument to me. I don't know why. I find that fascinating. And this show handled it in spades and I think did a fairly decent job of presenting both sides of the argument quite well. And I I liked that sort of philosophical aspect. And I think it's because okay, no, Lynn, I was no, think? so I was just jumping off what you were talking about, the philosophical aspect of it. I think it's because no other show, I'm probably wrong, but no other show that I've watched has dealt with it about what is a superhero. What are the rules yeah, that a superhero? Because under this world, they're supposed to live by the code, and and I mean the code was just made up. You right. know that that was just, you know that wasn't like they got that code when they got their powers. It was just, you know, never. I'm you're gonna, not supposed to kill I'm anyone. Make up, right? Because there was like basically two parts to the code. It was basically that the utopian had, it was superheroes can't kill and superheroes can't rule. That was it. Like right. we don't want, we don't want to be murderers and we don't want to be kings, you know, and that was, that was it. And I think that both parts of that idea are very fascinating because it would be very easy for them to rule, uh, just like it would be very easy for Superman to rule or the Avengers to rule the world. Um, it would be very easy for that to happen. And that, and it also be very easy for them to kill anyone who gets in their way. And obviously we don't want our superheroes going around murdering everyone because then that turns them into supervillains. But at the same time, was Brandon wrong for murdering to, to, to murdering Blackstar for murdering Blackstar to save his mom and dad? Right. And that's the ultimate act that kind of kicks off the philosophical question through the whole thing. And in my mind, he was not wrong, but I, I, according to you know, his father Sheldon, if you if you cross that line, then you give somebody else a reason to be a vigilante against you. Right. You 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 don't see the dominoes that fall that could fall back on you later. Um, 
you also make it easier to justify the same decision in the future. So like that's like the kind of two sides of the debate. And I think it's an interesting debate. So and the show my, handles it, I think, decently. The issue. Uh, so I have issues with the show, but it's it's number one. The first issue, <laughs> the, the first issue. I feel like I was misled by the trailer. And yeah, and I I get that. And I don't necessarily feel let down by that, but I could see how somebody else could for sure. So, I mean, it and it was in my and this is my opinion. It was very slow. They were extremely very, very slow. But once they finally and I guess I had to accept the fact that there was going to be, you know, a past and a, and a present timeline. And mm -hmm. the present, it was interesting. But I found when they went in the past and you learned how they gained their powers, when they got to that island, that's where things really started to pick up for me. Yeah. It was much more interesting at that point. To be exactly. In the but it took a lot for that past to catch up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with, with the present... It is it is interesting because you have, you know, this league of of what do they call themselves? Um, yeah, there's they did something. have a name, didn't they? Yeah, there's something. Yeah, but I mean, so you have all of these individuals who are like the originals. They are the the superheroes. It appears that the second generation of superheroes didn't have to earn their powers; they were born with them. Right. And so there's also that generational issue. And I think that exists in society Which, now. Yes. And I think they also handled that really well with the fact that the Utopian had two kids. One of them wants to be him and is not living up to the Utopian's impossible standards. And then the right. other kid has just rejected the whole thing entirely. Do you know, and she, and, she's and and she's arguably stronger, the strongest of mm -hmm. the two kids. I would argue. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that she is stronger than her brother. Um, I love this the scene where the van hits her and the van is destroyed, and she's like, "What the hell?" I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it's the Union of Justice. That's what they're called. I knew it was something hokey. There we go. But yeah, yeah I mean, so I it took me a while to get into it. And then it had the, like, talking about the, the costumes, it reminded me of something you would find on the, the CW, like how they have yeah. all the DC comics. Like, that mm -hmm. was the, the feel of the show. But, you know, it took probably about five episodes for me to be like, all right, okay. Like, because you, you saw that it was getting incrementally better. Yes, but it was I would moving. say that that is true. It was moving at a snail's pace to get that good. Mm -hmm. And then by the time you get to say like maybe the last three episodes, they were really good and moved yes. really fast. And and I I really liked the, how they brought in like I liked the twist at the end, although I, I thought it was fairly easy to see it coming. Yeah. I like that they brought in Wade's daughter, Raiku. I thought her costume was actually the best out of everyone's, even though it didn't last very long. Um, yeah, and, I, I know. Yeah. I'm so upset with him. I really am. Oh, I'm I so upset with Walter. 
Walter. Is, that's right. I got his yeah, name wrong. It's, it's I know. like, what's his jerk? No, because they're like old timey names. It's like, I can't I look at Josh Sheldon and like <laughs> Sheldon. His name's Sheldon. Like, there's a guy at my work whose name is Sheldon and he's an IT person, you know? So it's like, that's a Sheldon. Josh Schwammel is not a Sheldon. <laughs> but, but he's 120 years old or whatever. I don't know. It, I, and that's the other thing that's bad about it. It's like, let's just put like white wigs on them. How about that? Oh, I know. They don't. Make... <laughs> yeah. I kept saying that to the the woman who, who played the, the wife, Grace. Yes. She had like perfectly gray hair and not a wrinkle on her face. I was like, exactly. Hmm, Botox? Like, Superhero we're, Botox? We're just going to put a wig on. And that means they're old. And it's like, I don't know if that's how that works. But okay. So here's the thing. Like, I I really hope that this show gets a second season, mainly because there are some insane differences between this show and the comic. And the assumption that my husband and I kind of have is that they did this on purpose. And I know I just talked about this with Mortal Kombat and I didn't like it that Mortal Kombat did it. I kind of... I'm okay with it in this because I feel like they did a slightly better job than Mortal Kombat. But again, I know you like Mortal Kombat. That's fine. I know um, I liked Mortal Kombat, I, I, but there was no <laughs> Mortal Kombat tournament. And I understand. Right. I understand I, a lot of people are upset about that. Yes. And 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 I think a lot of people who read this comic would probably be upset with this show for the same reason. Because there's some really major events that happen comic book number three like real early into a run of comics that and you know imagining comics they often go on for hundreds of you know hundreds of numbers and this was number three that some stuff went down that never happened in the first season of this show and i'm kind of hesitant to even say what it was and i don't know i'll i'll default to you alin would you want to know if they handle this in the second season or would you want it to remain a surprise um i'm a person who i'll probably scroll ahead to see what happens so i would like to know i know that okay. some people will not so we so will we will we will preface this right now by saying i am about to reveal what is not considered major spoilers for the comic because it literally happened immediately but is considered major spoilers for this show because it hasn't happened yet. All right, so, <laughs> so Jamie, everybody, let's let's yeah. put it. Can we put a timestamp in for this just in case? Yeah, I can. Okay. Yeah, I can put a timestamp in, All like right. a post spoilers timestamp, or like skip ahead to this time. Yeah, or skip ahead. Okay, okay. I'm ready. Here for we it. go. Pe Are you ready? Shut it off. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, so number three of the comics, both. Sheldon and Grace are murdered. <gasps> Brandon is the one who kills Sheldon, his dad. What? And helps to kill his own mom. They are murdered horribly <sighs> with the help of um, Walter, who gives Brandon the push that he needs to murder his own father. And then there is a massive time leap ahead something like 20 years okay and in the time leap brandon and walter rule the united states and it is a fascist kind of superhero run society with very oh. limited freedom 
and there is a uprising that that consists of the majority of the comic where they're trying to basically take down Brandon and Walter and like kind of refree the United States and the uprising is led by Chloe. Wow, the daughter. Yeah. Oh, I hope and they do, this, do that. See, see, that's what I'm saying. If they do that in season two, what a cool season two that would be. <laughs> it, that's what I, I mean. It's like, okay, you've got everything all ready to go. We know Walter's evil. They did evil. this beautiful yes. setup. We know Brandon is <sighs> conflicted already. Right. He's ripe for the picking. He, he We know Walter's uncle. In... Oh, yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. Like, and I feel like... I feel like they didn't do it on purpose because they wanted to set up this beautiful philosophical debate of what happens when superheroes kill. Does it set this chain of dominoes in motion that could lead to something like this? Do you know what I mean? And I think that's the sort of setup that they're doing is that they're kind of suggesting that maybe Brandon did make the wrong decision in killing Blackstar because it opened the door to that level of violence that led to something else later with the push from his evil uncle. I don't know. I mean, because you even saw within the um, within some of the episodes, you have a, a girl who's a friend of Chloe and also a superhero who gets murdered because she refuses to kill. Yes. And that was really sad. You it know? was. And they did not shy away from killing people in this this show. Should we timestamp end it on the spoilers right there? Should yes. we go yes, back to? Yes, let's do that. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that. Okay, so, so we're return no everyone. Now. Everyone can yes. return. I'll put the timestamps in. Um, but yeah, I, I think knowing that, man, do I hope this show gets renewed because I just feel like that would be so cool to go to go into all that stuff we just said into a season two and that they've kind of set themselves up beautifully for it. And yes, the first season was a little slow and yes, it might have, it might have upset people who have read the comics who know about what's going to happen. But I kind of, I'm, I'm so okay with it because I like that philosophical debate. I think they did a good job with it. They did a good job with the past stuff of the getting the powers. I think that was a much needed thing that they added in. And I kind of feel like it would just make season two hit so much harder now that you've got all these characters that you know very well and you spent all this time with them, that those things that would potentially happen would have more effect. Do you know what I mean? I you know. And I'm just thinking back like with Walter and Sheldon fighting as they're scaling that that rock and right. like just replaying that in my mind. And it's like, okay. That this is the divide between the brothers. It, it has always existed. It will still exist. And now, you know, obviously, because Walter is a no-holds-barred type of person, that is, once again, spoiler, kills his own daughter to cover his tracks. He's right. willing to do whatever he has to do to manipulate anyone into joining his side. Exactly. So and no, that feels would be awesome. Like he has an agenda and yeah, I, I'm really hoping. I'm gonna, and as soon as I know, you know, I'll let you know and and our five listeners know like <laughs> season 2. <laughs> I want to no, know I, I want to know if anybody knows. If anybody finds out before us, go to the the tweeters and let us know so cuz I want to know <laughs> if this season 2 is happening. <laughs> oh, I hope so. I mean, it has it's been in the top 10. Like it keeps popping up there. 
Yeah. Um, so that that's always a good sign. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people that I've talked to have said the same things that we have because mm-hmm. to our five listeners, we don't talk about um, what we think about things until we get on the air. But it's been a lot of the same, like very slow to start out, got really good at the end, interested in seeing what they'll do with a, a second season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's and just been... um, knowing now where that would go. I think that everybody who didn't read the comics would be blown away by that. And they would just find it amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, it's not even so. a plot twist because you could no. see the, the evilness of Walter coming. It's just... Yeah. Um, you know, a continuation mm-hmm. of where the story is going. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, okay, so this makes me excited. Netflix, please, 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 please yeah. renew. I don't ask Netflix, for much. Netflix, if you're listening, they're not listening. Yeah, they're not but listening. <laughs> but please. I know. We don't ask for much, just a second season of Jupiter's Legacy and more mm-hmm. Henry Cavill, please. Yes. And, and what is he? Man. He's going to be in Highlander. Did you see that? They just cast <gasps> him in the I Highlander. I know. Isn't that weird? <laughs> so I'm just like, is he just going to play everyone Jamie envisions him to play? Like, yeah. is he just going to, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, just be yeah. doing that? But yeah, more Henry Cavill. Yeah. Where's the where's the season two of The Witcher, man? It came out last uh, year. I know. Um, they It's almost done. And then they also renewed uh, Enola Holmes. So he's going to be in that. They're making oh, another one. Oh, that's right. I did see that. So, yeah. Because I remember The Witcher. Was it the, at the beginning of COVID? I think it might have been yeah, a little before right COVID before. kicked. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was like, I might have to rewatch that before watching the second season because oh, I'm kind the, of forgotten some stuff. Because it, it, it feels like it took place three years ago. Like how many shows yeah. have you binged in between now? And then let's not, let's yeah, not I don't, I don't want to add it number. up. I don't, and, and, <laughs> yeah. and speak, speaking of another show, you ready to talk about, are we, are we transitioning? We're going to transition. Nevers? We're going to transition into the nevers. Oh, this will be interesting. Cause I really liked this and I know you weren't crazy about it because I was like, you know, texting you via hangout as it was happening. Like, I'm like, I don't know what this is. Yeah. I had to check twice to make sure I'm on the right streaming service <laughs> you know it's funny because part of me feels like they could have done this reveal a lot better they put mm. it at the end and they really wanted to have it hit at the end like oh everything started in the future and then it went back to the past you know they really wanted that to be a big twist at the end i feel like it should have been the first episode to be honest with you i think if they had made that episode the first episode i think we would have been less confused Right. Um, and because and I th- because episode five, the one yes. right before the end, that one was awful. And because it was so confusing, because all the characters knew stuff that we didn't, and we didn't know that stuff until episode six. And at that point, it was almost like the damage was done a little bit. You know what I mean? Right. Because the the last episode we we talked about, um, so w- was episode three. So like in episode yes. four. You have, um, what is it? Was it the hanging of Mary? Well, it wasn't the hanging of Mary. Not, I'm going way back. Hold on. So Mary was singing. Right. She was going to sing, but then she was murdered. Yes. And then you basically had the plot to try and catch her murderer, which we all knew was the high society. Right. And then um, basically Malady's hanging and then the Galanthe episode or the future episode. Um. 
So I think that the future was so cool and interesting and really like gave a lot of the story, you know, of, hey, we screwed up the planet. Everything sucks. Aliens came to help us, but some people don't trust them. Thus, the Earth has been divided into two factions, the people who trust the aliens and the ones who want to murder them all. And it all seems very believable. Um, and, you know, the one of the there's one alien left trying to help us desperately. Mm-hmm. And that alien is going to do something. It feels like a Hail Mary. The alien jumps back to the past changes the past and brings somebody from the future with him or her alien. I don't know. And um, I think the aliens hail Mary pass is if I can change people in the past, it will change people in the future. And this won't have happened. And I, I really feel like that should have been episode one. I just think it would have made a lot more sense. (laughs) I I think I would have been more invested in it. Had I known. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I think that's true. I mean, around the, the it fifth really episode, changes how you feel, right? It changes how you look at things because you know the episode where Malady gets hanged and then it's revealed it really wasn't Malady; it was someone else. I'm like, oh, cool. Like I'm like I'm, I didn't care about Malady enough, I guess. But knowing what happened to Malady, seeing her backstory now. In the in the you look following at her different. episode, you look at her differently because but it's you like, realize that Amalia threw her under the freaking bus, and part of what made her crazy was that doctor probably lobotomized her or did something to her brain, mm-hmm. and now she's I- insane. And she wasn't that bad in the insane asylum. She just thought she had saw God, and nobody would believe her. But Ma- you know, Amalia needed to get out, and you know, basically used her to get the doctor off her own trail and i think that it i think that it it sets up a nice redemption story for amalia because you kind of hate her you know like you would kind of yeah. hate her for that but then by the end of the nevers i think you would feel better about her because she supports you know penance and i i oh, it just it just kills me that they didn't do it in the opposite order because it just would have made so much more sense and i think you're right you would have felt differently about all the characters you would have been a heck of a lot more invested even if they ran that episode as episode 2 and they did episode 1 as like an establishing episode and then episode 2 was the cray cray episode and then you spent the rest of the the show you know with the redemption arc and getting to know everyone it still would have been better I don't know. I, I agree. I was just, I don't, like, after watching the three that we discussed, I was kind of eh about the show, and then, you know, the the fourth episode wasn't, wasn't that great, except there was, like, a cool fight sequence, and then, the like, the whole hanging thing, I was not invested, because you had, like you said, the cast is trying to save Malady, and then you have another half of the cast going after the Galanthi, and you're like, "Who is? Who's the Galanthi? What's a Galanthi? Yeah, the, like and who it is was this? So conf- yeah. yeah, it was and you, really confusing. You get so distracted by your confusion, it makes it hard to care about Malady and that whole storyline because you're you're just like, "Is this a Galanthi? What's a Galanthi? Who's a Galanthi? They're eating squid. Are squid Galanthi? Like, you know, you, you're so lost. If you had known what that was ahead of time, you would have been like, "Okay, cool." Malady's happening, and then Amalia's going after 
a cool alien who wants to save everyone. Like, sweet. You know, and, and, it, and it makes more sense as to why she was crying because it now you know that the girl in the future put the hope on her and right. she was hearkening back to that girl dying in the future. Whereas I was misled to think she was thinking of her husband, you know? Exactly. Although I will admit that I was right about a lot of this stuff. I, I was, was not just about right. to bring yeah, – I, <laughs> like, I was going to say you you made a lot of predictions that came out correct. Um, yeah, I was really surprised how right I was. Um, it is a different soul in that body. Uh, I didn't, I thought it was a man who was a soldier from the Victorian era. You know what I mean? Right. But a, a suppose, cause, cause at that time women wouldn't have been soldiers, but when you put it in the future, female soldier, no problem. That's true. <laughs> same, same basic idea. I felt very vindicated about that. No, you were, you were right in that you thought that some, something, some different soul was inhabiting her body and. Yep. And that it was a soldier. That. Right. And yep. that because and so that was all, you know, for you, you were like, I liked it. I feel vindicated. And I'm like, eh. like, I'm like, I was also was... right that the ship was from the future. Yes. I had said that earlier, too. Yeah. But for me, it the was like they ship. spent so much time establishing this world and the aristocratic society and all of the different players that existed. I mean, do, do we really need to, I guess. I'm wondering, do we really need to know a lot of these people that they introduce? Like, you know, I know, um, like, I think, the, yeah, like the Bidlows, like the, the Olivia Bid, uh, Lavinia Bidlow. Okay, Hugo Swan. Did we need I, to I, know I him? Kinda, I'm going to come back to all. All I'm going to come back to is they should have ran those episodes in a different order because if they had run them in a different order and you were following Amalia. As she was trying to navigate this world, all of those people would have, it would have been different. Like she could have slipped back into her American accent when she got, which was funny. You know what I mean? Like you could have, that was funny. Yeah. Yeah. You could have seen all of that happening in real time. Her trying to become, if you will, a Victorian woman and sort of, sort of failing here and there, but then trusting the doctor, trusting penance to know who she really is. And then we understand why those characters are so close to her, you know? Um, oh man. I just, why, why were you so invested in having that be your last episode? It just didn't work for me. And I really wanted it to work because I think the idea is cool. I think that a lot of the execution was good. I think that it sets up a neat thing, but it's just, it just had to have been done in a different order, in a slightly different way for it to really hit home. Yeah, and uh. I mean, we, we had talked about how, obviously, there was a shutdown in filming because of COVID. And right. there, was a, there was a break, and we were wondering which ones were filmed before the break, which ones were filmed after. I mean... I want to say I'm done with the Nevers, but then again, who knows when season, the part two of season one will actually come out. And I, I might give it another chance. I don't think filming. Yeah, I mean, so. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know. Because mm. it says that there's going to be another six. So. The, right. The, the other six season... are supposed to focus on penance, though. Huh. Hmm. Remember when she, I think she took off her shirt or something. You could see she had old um, 
whip marks on her back, I think. That's right. Like. Yeah. So it's supposed to be like her backstory. But for six so, I episodes, know. I mean, I feel like we got Amalia's in <sighs> one and that was good. And it wasn't even it wasn't even a full one. It was like yeah. yeah, the 20 minutes of futuristic stuff, and then the rest of the episode was focusing on Amalia. And that was good. Like that was I like feel a like good amount. We need a, I feel like we need a different cut. Of the nevers. <laughs> we can make this better we for you. We need to be re-edited in a different way. Um, but raised by wolves. Um. Oh, but and I didn't. I didn't watch the show. I know bad. Similar plot twist happened in in other. Know anything it. about the plot twist? No, but every yeah. every article I read just said like Dollhouse, and you would click on it and follow it. And I'm like, I'm not gonna understand something that's referencing a television show that I didn't watch. But. I guess there. This is a, a similar plot twist to that. Um, I just thought it was trying to be too clever for its own goods. But um, yes, I would absolutely agree with that. And and it it had a really good story buried in there, and it just needed to be slightly less clever about it and more uh, compassionate with its audience. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, and kind of cater a bit to us a bit more. So. So I know you enjoyed anyway, it. I'm on the we'll see. We'll see what it, you yeah. know. Because well, I know. Shall I'm, we move on to something we both just really, really yeah. disliked? Thumbs down. <laughs> Thumbs down. <laughs> oh, Army of the Dead. You oh. had such a good premise. Oh. And you just, you ran off a cliff with it. Uh, it was, first of all, Zack Snyder. No zombie movie needs to be two and a half hours. Oh my god, it was so long. It I kept checking. I'm like, how much time do I have left? And I'm like, oh my god. Like I checked three times and there was still a big chunk of movie left each time. Um Yeah. Yeah. I know uh we've talked about Zack Snyder and the Watchmen. You sent me the first ten minutes of the movie. I will mm -hmm. say that the best 10 minutes of this movie was the opening credit sequence, like Watchmen. You know, we said that too when I was watching it. Um, we said, man, Zack Snyder is the master at the opening montage, you know? Like, it was yeah. a really good opening montage. And then it kind of just fizzled out from there. It it had, it had a, like, it had a really cool heist movie zombie Vegas setup. And I was like, yeah, I'm ready for heist movie. I'm ready for, like, James Bond with zombies or Mission Impossible with zombies. Let's do that movie. And instead, it decided to throw the daughter in there. And that mm -hmm. was the worst decision of all time because she did not need to be there. She got lots of people killed. The person who she was going in there to rescue didn't make it. And she didn't even check on her when the helicopter crashed. Nope. And, uh, 
And 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 the other thing that it didn't really work for me was the zombie love story. It not, was weird. Not, yeah. I was excited yeah. because I was like, the zombies are able to communicate with each other. I thought that was going to be great because uh, The Walking Dead had a plot line where it actually turned out that people were able to communicate with the zombies and move them in certain ways. But I was like, this is pure zombie to zombie communication. They're fast. They'll be able to create strategies to kill people. No, no, it was just. It was just, you killed my woman. Yeah. And of course, I'm like, okay, because I I watched um, Without Remorse with Michael B. Jordan on Amazon Prime, and whenever should I, should I watch it? If if you, it's a, it's a passable action movie, you know, it's not great, okay. but there's some cool action sequences. So if you just want to see stuff okay. blown up, do it. All right. There's sometimes yeah. I want to see stuff blown up. Yeah, stuff. It's really cool stuff blown up. Um. Okay, but, so what were you going to make a comparison, right? So in that movie, no spoilers because it's it's in the actual synopsis of the film, they kill his pregnant wife and that's what causes him to go berserk. Same thing here. I'm like, why are zombies like, oh, we're upset about the zombie being pregnant? Like, what is this, a pro-life movie? Even in death? Like, I was just like, what is going... And there was so much politics at the beginning of it that I'm like, I don't want my zombies and politics to mix. Like, I don't want to hear the detention camps compared and having temperature checks to determine if someone is, uh, you know, going to be a zombie and they're actually trying to root out liberals in society. I'm like, no, no. Yeah, I. it's funny because in the video game industry, um, there's this term called fridging. I don't know if you've ever heard that before. No. Where... Um, the basic idea is there's a trope that goes all the way back to like the early days of video games where the main male protagonist is spurred into action because his wife or girlfriend has been killed. Mm -hmm. And there's a famous, I honestly don't know which one it is, but there's a famous video game where she's put in a fridge and, uh, that's where the term fridging comes from. Like the dead body, he discovers it in a fridge or something. And, um... The, the 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 basic idea without getting into too much politics or whatever is that these days if you want to sort of gloss over all of the the feminism or whatever else you can still say that if you have a male protagonist that's motivated by the death of his wife or girlfriend it's considered lazy writing do you know what mm. i mean it's considered like that has been done many 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 times and we can't seem to get away from that into more clever writing. Um, But what has me sort of dying over here is that you had the clever writing in this movie. You had the zombie Mission Impossible Vegas safe robbing heist movie built right in. You didn't need the fridging of the female's pregnant zombie that, that was an it was an afterthought that made the movie so much worse like take it out just why is it there like it doesn't make any sense the baby doesn't even like what even happens to it at the end i mean like it It was i think you literally could have when they enter into you know the containment area 
you could have had them cut out the whole sequence. You could she the the person who was leading them, I can't remember her name, but she could have just said, "Don't go over there. That's where the alphas are. We're going to give them a sacrifice so they'll leave us alone." Lily, the coyote, yeah, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, the coyote. And that would have been enough to say about the zombies. Like they're smarter. Like I don't need a backstory with the zombies. I don't need to see where they live. Right. Or, you know, you you set that all up and then the alphas come after them later because, you know, they they do something stupid like Yeah, there's a perceived yeah, there's a perceived wrong that's done. But you could you didn't even honestly you didn't even need it. The sound of the helicopter starting could have gotten their attention. You know, like you 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 could have you could have written that in so many other ways where or or maybe like the sacrifice that they provide, they try to turn that guy into a zombie and he doesn't work out quite well and he dies in the process and now they're ticked because they didn't get their sacrifice and they come after you. Like, there's so many different ways you could have done that without having, like, zombie bride and pregnant zombie and let's take the baby out of her belly because she's dead now, but her head's still moving. I don't know. It was was too much. And it's also, like... You, so obviously there's a a villain who's in there for the pretending to work with the group. I'm not going to spoil it. Which but you'll was be able to... so obvious from yeah, the I was very gonna, beginning. That's <laughs> what I was going to say. Like, I'm not going to spoil it because you'll know the minute he shows up on screen. But if that was the case that he wanted to kill a zombie, he could have killed any zombie to bring well, it back. I think he needed the alpha. He wanted the alpha? One of the alphas. He could have yeah. killed the other guy. Not the queen. Right. Didn't matter. Didn't have to be the woman. Right. Exactly. Why? You know what? I, you know what I would have killed? The zombie mm, tiger. The cat? No. The zo- yeah. yeah. The zombie tiger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That. I mean, it was horrible effects. Um, oh, I know. That's what I said to my husband, too. I said, I'd be so triggered by this zombie cat right now if it didn't look so fake. It, like, yeah. <laughs> It was but because it looks so fake. I'm okay with it. Exactly. It's it was it was bad. I'm like, where did you spend your budget? I'm not seeing it. Uh, oh, oh yeah, I know s- where they spent their budget. I was just about they to. S- say- <laughs> <laughs> We're on the same wavelength. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Tell it. <laughs> they spent their budget on literally wiping an actor from the film and replacing him with Tignataro. Right. The helicopter pilot. So yes. apparently the original actor in the film was a guy who none of us had ever heard of before, but who had done some bad things to women. And Netflix decided that they wanted to remove him entirely from the movie and like digitally removed him. Yes. And replaced him with this other actor. And it cost millions to do it. And it's just interesting because both Alin and I said, we've never heard of this guy before. And we had no idea that he was that he was in trouble like we would have right. never known <laughs> if you hadn't if i hadn't seen you know i saw that obviously i saw the the allegations and i was like who's this guy <laughs> like i had never i know he's been i looked him up he was on the television show and i did not watch it uh whitney it was uh, by a i've never uh, even heard of it yeah it was like on nbc or cbs or one of those shows uh whitney Cummings. she's a female comedian she's funny but i think he was her brother or something i could be totally wrong but he was on some network show where he played the brother 
to, you know, a single lady trying to figure things out as we tend to be on, on all network television shows. Um, but he's not someone that if I saw him, I would have been like, oh, that's the guy. Like, obviously, if you're Kevin Spacey, because I know they did a similar thing with all the money in the world last year, they digitally removed him and inserted Christopher Plummer in the role. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, because everyone knows who Kevin Spacey is. Nobody right. knows it made more who, sense. who Krista Elia is. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Yeah. But I guess if it's for yeah. purposes of so he doesn't get any money, like I don't know what his deal is. Well, you with know the what? Movie. I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, it just, it just, I just thought of it right now because I don't know. Like, I bet like Dave Batista gets some sort of money on the back end because he's a big enough mm -hmm. star. Um, right. But I don't know, you know, what the deal is once it gets sold to, you know, HBO or it gets sold. You know, it goes on video or not video, Redbox but like streaming. Or, yeah, so yeah. I don't know what that is. So if that's the the thing, I I get it, but I don't hmm. think he was that big of a star. And it's hmm. funny because I actually read that Tig Notaro hasn't met like most yeah, of the no people one. who worked it. Yeah, because she did it yeah. by herself on a green screen, right? And if you mm -hmm. look really closely, you can see like a little bit of fuzz around her. And Krista Elliott. I guess some of the pronouns, they didn't change them. Yeah. Like they still say he or him. And she, I don't know how tall Tig Notaro is, but Krista Elia is probably over six feet tall. So the eye mm. contact is a little off. Like oh, when, interesting. You know, so... Uh -huh. But you really have to be looking for, like you, you and I know, um, you know, I think a lot of people who are watching this movie will know, but if you, but I didn't nothing... even notice, you know, I didn't even notice. And I, and honestly, I didn't know until after I watched it. So oh, I was see, I was oblivious. looking for it. See, yeah. See, I was okay, looking I for looking it. For I, it yeah. yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> don't go back and watch it to see it. I'm just saying like. Oh, you it, don't have to worry. I'm pretty yeah, sure I won't. It's not a it's not a it's not a rewatch. And you know, as one last dig, as if there weren't enough knives in my heart for this. Um, so looking forward to the fact that my favorite part of Mortal Kombat was in this, waiting for Hiroyuki Sonata to like deal down on some zombies, you know, scorpion yeah. style. And no, yeah. no, he's just the rich, the rich jerk. Who yeah. sends people into the zombie infested land? He and, has like five minutes on screen. I was like, "Yay, thanks!" And I, I did like, I did chuckle out loud when the Tignataro character was like, "Did he spend all of his money on the on the blue on the little set?" Oh because yeah, like, the miniature. <laughs> yeah, the miniature because the helicopter was in such rough shape. She's like, "Did he spend yeah. all his money on the miniature?" Like that yeah. was the only time I laughed. Um, yeah, we did too. Yeah, but. I mean, it had so much potential, and Day of the Dead was such a good movie. I'm sorry, Dawn of the Dead was such a good movie that mm -hmm. you were like, Zack Snyder is going back to his roots, and this is going to be awesome, and I really enjoyed it. And with this, I'm like, how much longer does this have? Like, I actively sent out text messages to people like, don't 
plan your night around this. Like, don't be like, oh, I'm going to watch this tonight. I'm like, watch it while you're doing something else. Because that's the amount yeah. of attention you need to give to it. Yeah, exactly. All right. So, well, so we we actually kind of like, we actually kind of went in a neat arc for this one. We started with Jupiter's Legacy, which we were both pretty positive on. And then we went into Nevers, which we you were iffy on and I was right. positive. And then we went down. We went downhill. <laughs> All right. Let's try to end on some positivity, right? Let's try to. Okay. Oh. So should I bring the music up for the looking, oh, uh, looking forwards? On. One thing I do want to say, because I feel like mm. we'd be remiss if we didn't. And um, it's not our thing, but it's a lot of people's things. This mm. week is the Friends reunion on HBO Max. Oh, not my Pe thing. Yeah, it's not my thing. Friends, I want to say I watch, I've seen a lot of Friends, but that's only because it existed two epi two, two shows before Seinfeld. So uh, I would also tune not in my on, thing. Yeah, see, so Seinfeld was my thing. Yeah. So yeah. I would tune in, but people are very, very excited about the Friends reunion. Um, I think it airs this Thursday on HBO Max. It was something else that was postponed by COVID. So it does exist. I know we're a show about pop culture. It does mm. exist. I, you know, I've seen a lot of the episodes. It, it's all right. Um, but I do like all of the people who are on the show are still friend, like friends in real life. Uh, so they, you know, yeah, but, uh, but, but like, so they're, that was the show that made them all famous. So they have that right. bond right. together and they all stay, um, you know, in close contact. But A much more adorable and us adjacent example would be Gillian Anderson and David Duchovny. Yes. I love mm -hmm. them. Yes. I mean, I just, you know, that is their. Yes. They still hang out. I mean, even yep. though he's like a, he has a, a sex addict, but that's okay. He's still. Fox he's getting to me. treatment as far he's as getting, I know. Yeah, he's uh, he's getting treatment. What does that uh, consist of? <laughs> I don't know what that would be. Um, I shouldn't laugh. I'm sorry. I know it's I a, it's a thing, Jamie. All right, that's what I men know, say I know. when they get caught cheating. Okay. Oh it's no, a no. Thing. Oh no. I just oh, remember, way off base, way off I know, base. Way off base. Like Halle Berry's first husband was like, I cheated on her because I had sex addiction. It's like you have a problem if you're cheating on Halle Berry. Like, Amen. what's wrong with you? Mm. But yeah, so well, yeah. Besides so that, all right, yes. reunion. Yep, yeah, it's it's happening. It's this. It's happening this week. I keep seeing um, ads for it. Uh, HBO Max keeps pushing it in my face, and it's like good for them. And it's yeah, like a reunion. Sure. It would, if it's a reunion of a show that if I had really liked, you know, I'd be very excited about. But I'm not like a super. But we're not. Yeah, I mean, I get the references. I mean, you know, I can name episodes. Were they on a break? Smelly Cat. I have enough of general knowledge. But the other thing is it's really popular with like 20-year-olds because it was on Netflix for so long. Oh, like The Office. Yeah, like it's been off the air for, I want to say, like 17 years. It's been a while. But it has this whole following of mm. of younger kids because the college students well, that I teach talk about it. Yeah. So Pebbles is making noises at us. So I think we should wrap this up. Yeah. Pebbles is like, come on, guys. I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. Wrap it up, man. All right. I'm bringing the music up. Can you hear it? I got it. All right. So looking forward. I got two. You got one. Do you want to start? Yes. I am uh, looking forward to A Quiet Place 2. 
It comes out on Memorial Day weekend. It's exciting. It's allegedly only going to be in theaters and then available for premium access on uh, Paramount+. Plus. I am not paying for you, Paramount+. Plus, But I will try to go see it in the drive-ins. Yeah. Looks good. Yeah, I Looks think so good. we will too. Yeah. It's getting it's getting good early reviews too. So fingers crossed. Cool. All right. Um Game Pass made some announcements. So that's where my oh, there forwards we go. all come from. Yeah, but there's a few new games coming out on Game Pass that I'm definitely gonna try. One is a role-playing game called Solasta. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it's sort of like a D&D game. Alin, you know D&D, so oh, yeah. I will definitely give that a try. And then the other one is called Slime Rancher. Which Ooh. is basically like Pokemon with slimes, I think. So I'm going to try think, that one out where you get to like, you get to have slime pets. I'm just thinking of <laughs> Slimer from Ghostbusters. So Yes, I think that's a good visual. That will kind of put you in the right. Or those right. of you who know like a Dragon Quest and you think of slimes. Lynn might not know Dragon Quest, but some of you might. It. Two of yeah. you. Two of the five, maybe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So... As always, as we wrap this up, please remember to like, follow, and subscribe. Please find us on social media. We are on the tweeters, the Facebook, the Instagram crackers. You can search mm -hmm. for Three Speech to find us on all three. And thank you all again for listening. Thank you, everyone. Until next week. <laughs>